Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Today is the first episode of Down the Rabbit Hole, a new show we're launching with Drew, myself, and Yoni Belisov, who up to this point has been one of the most low-profile yet successful domain investors in the world. So to have him as part of this new show is a big deal and something we're super excited about. Down the Rabbit Hole is really cool because it'll give us a chance to expand our conversations beyond domains into many of the other areas that domains take us. But don't worry, there'll still be plenty of talk about domains too. And for today's show, we get into BitClout, Yad emojis, XRP, some new NFT platforms such as Lazy and Autograph, along with 45.com, France.com, and some domain conference stories from back in the day. All of this is coming up right now on Down the Rabbit Hole here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. So let's go. It don't matter what you say, there ain't no way that you're messing with my team today. It don't matter what you do, I What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. J On, and I am the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is actually a new show that we're launching on Domain Sherpa called Down the Rabbit Hole. So as we say here on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains. And in the reverse of that, our work in domains often has us venturing into all sorts of different areas and topics and things. Some are more familiar to us, crypto, NFTs, digital assets related to domains, and plenty of others that aren't so familiar, hence the jump down the rabbit hole. So, and if nothing else, this show is an opportunity for us just to bullshit about anything that we want to. So there'll be plenty of domain talk, but plenty of other stuff as well. And we're going to air this at least every other week with myself, my boy, Drew, and uh, who you all know, and like by popular demand, so and somebody that I am so so excited to finally have on the show, our boy Yoni Belasov, aka Young Money. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, right? Yeah, Yoni's legit been in the domain business for over two decades since he was legit a teenager, uh, and has maintained a super low profile. But if you know, you know, he is one of the most successful domain investors ever, like in the world ever. And to get him to join us on this show as a, as a recurring character or whatever, uh, is uh, I couldn't be more hyped about it. So he's also one of my closest friends in the space. Well, and is my homie in real life as well. Uh, and you can find his, uh, his online presence is at original.com. But, uh, you know, to have him, Andrew, on the same stage on a regular basis is an enormous win for, you know, for the domain space and just for the audience and, and all that good shit. So with uh, no further ado, I want to say welcome, Yoni, to Domain Sherpa, bro. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. All right. And of course, we got my man, Drew, a.k.a. the Dirk Diggler of digital assets, the market maker, the hidden hand, number one domain broker in the world. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do I, I like what do you think? Did I miss Where did Dirk Diggler come from? I don't know, man. I just like saying it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that's just that's fun to say. I'm like uh, Will Ferrell and Elf. It's like that. That's yeah, you, yo, you're the odd man out now. You know, Yanni's Yanni's also my neighbor here in Lisbon now. I know, I know. Yeah, and that's yeah, the we can do this live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, hey, so I just got the uh, I just got the vaccine. So you know, in fact, yesterday I told both of you guys I was pretty banged up. I got shot number two. And, uh, you know, so for about 24 hours, first shot, for those of you who are about to get it, thinking of getting it, whatever, whatever, first shot wasn't bad. I got the Moderna and uh, I'm here in Florida where it's pretty accessible. And uh, so that wasn't bad. But the second shot was like jamming me up for a full day. I mean, migraine, headache, everything was achy. I was laying in bed like most of the day. But but now I'm good. I'm bulletproof, tiger blood, all that shit. I'm coming to Portugal. 
let them know we're gonna do this shit live <laughs> you know it's counterintuitive but I, I i think that uh like the stronger the reaction to the uh to the uh to the injection is, is an indication of like the stronger your immune system like i think you know the whole point is that you actually want your immune system to have uh, an inspired response to to the um you know to the vaccine yeah, and yeah. so i think um it's actually a good indication if you if you have a strong response to the vaccine yeah man well hopefully that means that i'm i'm good and it worked and all that stuff i feel a ton better today but yeah it was a, it was a rough 24 hours man i hollered at you you were like dude you don't look so good man you should go back to, <laughs> go back to bed before you fuck something up <laughs> you know <laughs> no nah, man i'm good i'm good i got this but uh yeah so that's what's up man so uh yeah, so I'll have to see about, uh, you know, what the rules are going to be about travel and people being allowed in and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously things are still pretty, pretty crazy. But yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm getting a little bit extremist on this topic. I'm like, really, it's starting to very irritate me that like, I'm not vaccinated yet. But people who are vaccinated, the fact that like, forget about that, everybody should have freedom of travel freedom of movement but like if you're vaccinated and like you can't like americans who are fully vaccinated like my parents fully vaccinated two shots of moderna in the arm they cannot come and visit me in portugal and it's not because of health reasons they're fucking vaccinated like it's just some political bullshit right it's it's you know europeans won't let in the americans because the americans won't let in the europeans and it's just a bunch of political bs and it's like i I'm I'm pretty much at my limit for that stuff now. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like something's got to break there. That's not that's not okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm always like, for me, it's less about politics and it's more about common sense and what does the science say. And like you said, if you've got people, well, that's that- what it should be about. But t- show point me in the direction of where that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, please sign me up. Like, oh, you got a place where things are all about common sense, pragmatic. You know, like. <laughs> This is the way things should be. Like, yeah. please, you know, can can you send me an invite? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So, well, Yoni, so you just posted up in Portugal now officially, and uh, so uh, how are you liking it so far? Are you, uh... I mean, so far I like it a lot more. So, I mean, just for some background, I moved here from Canada, and in Canada, I mean, there is even less. I don't even know what to call it. Just freedom of movement, you know, self-sovereignty, whatever you want to call it, there's less of that. So, I mean, for example, I had to, I had to fly into Canada originally and, you know, I had to quarantine for two weeks, even though I had to show a negative test just to fly in. And so did everybody else. So what's the chance anybody of the negatives catches it from each other and then brings it to the country. But just in case you have to effectively self jail for two weeks. Yeah. And and also effectively at solitary confinement. I mean, I don't know even know who came up with this rule, but anyways, then when I came to Portugal, there is none of that. They're just like, we just want to know where you're gonna be. Here, okay, so what, fine. So when you quarantined yeah. in Canada, where were you actually like were you at like some facility, like a hotel? Like were you able to at least go home? No, or? so I was quarantining at home, but it was quarantine with a potential punishment of up to three minutes million dollars in fines what? and up to one year jail. What? So so you know like and this is this is without me committing like even let's say let's say I left the apartment and I got caught outside. This is without me committing any crimes, 
This is without any jury or judge. And everybody is just following through. With you know, That's cool. but you know what? I, I suspect that what we're going to see on the backside of this thing, probably starting now, is, you know, people are going to start pushing this thing into the courts. Because it's like, you know, they just, you can't do that. You can't tell yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, I dare you. I dare you. Like, I'm not going to say this on video, what's going to, what would go down. But if you try and put me in jail because I left my house, I can assure you that one of us isn't going to go to bed that night. Like, all right, well, it ain't going to happen. Well, well, so for example, right now, right now, they actually even, since I left, they made the rules even tougher. So right now, to fly into Canada, first of all, you're only allowed if you're, if you're a permanent resident, so that's the equivalent of a green card in the U.S., or if you have a Canadian citizenship. Then you have to do a test, the COVID, show a negative COVID test prior to boarding your flight. Then do yeah. another COVID test on arrival. Then when you arrive, you have to quarantine at a hotel designated by the government for three nights. You have to pay $2,000 for that. After that, if the COVID test comes, up, comes back negative, then you have to quarantine another 14 days at home. Why? Nobody knows. What? <laughs> yeah. Technically, it's all arbitrary. Wait, and that's then, what you had to do? No, he's no, saying that's, that's I didn't need to do that. So those, those rules went to, into effect after I already left. But, but the craziest part is that, first of all, I mean, Trudeau tweets about it, you know, saying that this is, you know, he's just proud about that this, these are the strictest rules in the world, as if strict equals great rather than more tyrannical. And then the other yeah. thing is that, you know, so effectively, when they tell you you have to go to a hotel and you have to pay $2,000 to self-jail there, you can actually refuse and they can't force you to go there. If you refuse, they're going to give you a fine. The fine is $800. The hotel is $2,000. So it doesn't make any sense. And then even when you fight the fine, they actually won't take you to court because, again, they can't. It's actually unconstitutional. So they actually it's can't. It's unconstitutional. They'll lose, you'll lose. I mean, yeah. so, so then the problem is that then what is even the point of this exercise? Effectively, this is some sort of test of submissiveness to the government because nobody else is going to follow. Yeah, well, you know, it's wild, man. We'll see how it shakes out. But, yeah, I mean, I get it gets to the point where it's like, again, it's just counterintuitive, doesn't make any sense, and it's just, you know, just jamming people up, man. And it's like, and yeah. it's, well, you know, and even the CDC recently came out and said, hey, we got to chill on some of this, like, you know, uh, theater, right, the virus theater around, like, you know, we're getting we, we know how it transmits, right? It's aerosol and it's, you know, respiratory in, in transmission, so all of this extra like spraying and doing all this other kind of stuff is kind of like it's extra and it's unnecessary. So let's just focus mm-hmm. on what actually we know is accurate with how, you know, COVID is, is transmitted and that kind of stuff. And I think I appreciate that approach. Right. I mean, it's like let's focus on the shit that actually matters. So but anyway, let's well, let's let's segue over to yeah. something else, because this was, uh, you know, um, and, and you know, Yoni, I don't want to get too much into your history and turn this into a full on interview for you. But like I do think the idea that you've been involved in domains literally since you were in your teens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I never had a job. <laughs> this was it. <laughs> that's what's, so how did that work, though? Like, what was the Wait, I know I've heard it, but I think it'd be kind of cool, like, you know, just to break down, you know, the 30, the 30 second, maybe not 30 second summary of like, like, what got you into domains, though? Like, what were you doing? Were you in school? Like, you bought some domains, you sold some names, realized, shit, there's some real opportunity here and then just got on your hustle. Like, what, what's up? 
Yeah, I guess it also happened so long ago that I don't even remember the details. But, you know, effectively, when my family moved to Canada, so this was um, like the year 2000, um, this is when I, my, my parents got interned for the first time. So I had all this free time and I was just, you know, exploring online. And back then, I mean, you couldn't really, there was no way to make money online. Nobody was buying anything online. So there was kind of, there were a lot of MLMs and kind of other schemes. But besides that, there was a growing marketplace for web design, a little bit of programming. I mean, we're talking about things like HTML. Sure, yeah. And I was playing around with lots of things there. And then, you know, just trying, you know, once I heard that some people make money online, I was like, oh, you know, I'm spending all this time online. Might as well try it out. And then, um, I mean, different things stuck, but domains was the most successful one. So effectively, I kept doubling down and reinvesting, you know, everything I would make from, you know, like, let's say I would do a little bit of web design on the side, take that money, put it in domains, sell that, sell those domains, you know, maybe make, you know, double my money, triple my money, re repeat the whole process all over again. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was just like, really, it's a compounding effect and that's all there is to it. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, and then you see so you and like some of the crew that was, you know, part of that younger group back then. I mean, you guys were at domain conferences before you were even 21 and stuff, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was coming in, like even <laughs> my first time in the US was actually a domain conference in Vegas. I think I was 18 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was very interesting, you know, when I had like a Hummer limo pick me up at the airport. And this was my first time in the US. I was like, hey, you know. <laughs> I could get used to this. <laughs> and then what was the, the time? Didn't you end up like, was it a broken nose or something? And you ended up on a plane, like having to jump on the plane? Like, was it the... Is it, no, that was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> I have many, many stories like that. That was actually in Vancouver. And then I, I had... That was the first time I met you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so then I had actually a scar that was like <laughs> from my ear to my lip. And that was from sword fighting the night before. And I mean, I could barely get into on the plane, you know, not to mention into the conference. It was, it was a mess, that one. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, dude. Well, so yeah, just, just for some added color, I mean, like Yanni's way of thinking about domains and domain value and, and scarcity around domains and the way that you should think about, you know, turning over your inventory or not. Uh, has been an enormous influence on 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 me and the way that I think about it. Um, and definitely, Yanni is one of the people I turn to most when I'm, you know, thinking about a high-level name that, you know, deciding whether to buy it, whether to sell it, whether it's the right price. Um, so it's very exciting to finally, uh, you know, get him on here and uh, be able to pick his brain, which, you know, going forward, we'll, we'll, we'll do more of. Um, so what are you doing lately? Tell, tell, us what's, tell us what you're up to lately. What's going on? Um, I mean, ever, games, monetizing. ever since, you know, like, uh, like maybe the last couple of months, I was just busy with all the various logistics of moving to another yeah. country. So that includes effectively getting rid of, you know, liquidating all the assets I have in Canada, rebuying everything here. And yeah, you know, actually that took most of my time. So actually, in a way, I was maybe less active in domains than normally. Mm -hmm. But, you know, on the domain side, I guess 
Um, you know, we're still acquiring all the time, still doing sales. And, you know, the sales that I do are not really that time intensive. So in other words, I mainly spend my time on building the system that will allow for the sales to flow as kind of like in a frictionless manner as possible. And so in a way, you know, if I'm busy with other things, it's still moving in approximately the same pace with, with or without me. Well, so I think that's... Time, I'm, just, I'm just more of a passive investor if I were to categorize myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting point about you, Yoni. I mean, and, you know, having worked with you and, and gotten a you know, feel for how you do things and, and, you know, you're big on automation, establishing the systems, you know, spending time and money up front to, you know, create the, you know, like you said, the frictionless process and systems to allow effectively sales to do themselves, right? Like buying, yeah. selling, like yeah. get the bots to do it. And then you're just, I mean, I mean, you know, you know the, the way I look at it is the same as you all, let's say a hundred Google stocks or like 10,000 Google stock. I mean, what's the extra labor there? It should be none, you know, under a frictionless system. Mm -hmm. So in other words, the closer you can bring it to a frictionless system, the less time you have to spend on a per domain basis. I'm with it, man. And I Makes think, sense. Yeah. And those are the kinds of things. I wish that you could come over and help me do that. <laughs> well, I might, I might, I might do that. Yeah. <laughs> After I've seen your place, I was like, holy crap. This is like a hardcore operation. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what's up. Um, so yeah, well, now that you guys are physically so close to one another, you know, we can make that happen. And, uh, but yeah, Absolutely. and I, I think, you know, and I, again, that's always been the impressive thing watching the way you do things is how much you're able to get done in a, you know, in a way like, you know, systematically allowing, you know, the processes to just do the work and, uh, and how, I don't want to say aggressive, but like how focused you are on that, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and I think that that's one of those things that if you can, focus the right way to where you know that the end result is ultimately going to be what you want. It's going to work. It's worth the time. It's worth the effort. And it's like, you know, and I've seen you do that, like, you know, and uh, you know, and, and, and it's pretty, pretty impressive. So, and uh, so that's, what's up. So, and you're also a pretty big crypto, a crypto guy as well. I mean, Drew is like, you know, on his Twitter, he's like, he loves Bitcoin, like a fat kid loves cake. Right. <laughs> and uh, you're probably this, you would you say the same or what? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm a big believer in Bitcoin and just the general, I guess, digital Thesis. asset ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like in other words, um, like everything that we do in terms of investing is really effectively relies on placing value in the form of assets away from cash, right? Because otherwise, you're, if you own cash, your value the value of that cash slowly evaporates over time. Mm -hmm. So that means effectively you want to keep it in assets. The cool part about digital assets is that they're as frictionless of an asset as you can get. So in other yeah. words, let's say anything physical you're talking about, let's say, let's say it's a classic car. Okay. You have to store it, which is already car is a decent sized, you know, item. Yeah. And you have to maintain it. Then there are, you know, like, all these other things that you have to really worry about, like, you know, you're talking about insurance, you know, like it's a lot of variables. Yeah. There's a lot of variables. A lot, and a lot of variables means a lot of things can go wrong. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you have something like a domain name, 
or Bitcoin or any other digital thing, the, the moment it's digital and doesn't participate in the physical world, especially if you have a good system to manage it, almost nothing can go wrong. So in other words, you probably decrease the number of things that can go wrong by 10x. And, you know, effectively, this is where the world is heading anyways. So you might as well be there before everybody else to be able to further, I guess, cash in on this trend. I just listened to an incredible interview the other day uh, with the guy Meta Koban who bought uh, the Beeple for $69 million. Mm-hmm. And the guy is really, really inspiring. I mean, I, I would highly encourage anybody to go like listen to any of the interviews that he's given. But this one in particular was with um, that guy, um, uh, the Iranian guy, uh, uh, Ben David, the, 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 the investor entertainment network or something, some, some name like that. Uh, okay. I can't remember what it is. But anyways, um, he... Um, you know, he, he was saying something very similar. He said, you know, I, I'm, he, he's Indian, comes from a small village in the middle of nowhere in India, grew up in complete total poverty. Um, even when he was in his 20s, he barely spoke English and he learned English listening to audiobooks. And, you know, he was an engineer by trade, but he didn't have access to getting a job in any, you know, even though his skills were in high demand in the world because he didn't speak English, because he was in the backwoods of India, he didn't have access to that market. And Mm -hmm. when he discovered Bitcoin, he immediately realized like, Oh my God, this is like, they don't care what color my skin is. They don't care, you know, what my skill set is. It's, it's everybody's welcome. Everybody's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's almost like, you know, Bitcoin in a sense is the metaverse or crypto is the metaverse. It's, 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 a new sovereign nation uh, that doesn't have borders. It doesn't have these artificial, yeah. you know, boundaries it is a and true walls. Global market too, you know, it's like a in other true words, global market. It's available and for everybody from different angles. It's available twenty four seven. I mean, think yeah. about like even U.S. stock markets. I mean, they trade really one third of the time that Bitcoin does. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, you can also claim that and those why? have why? a lot less volatility. Because lazy cause they don't trade on Christmas guy Eve. guy in Wall Street wants to go home, you know, uh, or do whatever he's going to go do after, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, after, you know, what time is the market closed? 3 p.m. It's like, you know, what, what, <laughs> it's 2021, <laughs> bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, uh, yeah no, 100%. Well, I and I think that's what you know, the reach, the exposure to you know, people to be able to participate. I saw a tweet, you know, especially with NFTs kind of blown up. Um, I not kind of blown up, but NFTs blown up. And uh, you know, somebody tweeted where they're like, I wish I could tell my younger self, hey, you can get rich do you know, doing shit that you're just into, so you don't have to spend your 20s and 30s working for some like monolithic corporation for people you know that you hate like you know jobs that you know (laughs) it's kind of like that whole thing where it's like but if you just stay focused on the stuff that you just really dig and like you know like that kind of thing like you can you can actually get really get paid and that's kind of like what i think is super cool about nfts and crypto and all that stuff is that you know it does create this opportunity for people to like you know gain real real wealth but you know the paradigm is completely shifted right and it's like yeah. about this like hey i'm gonna go in and punch a clock and instead it's like 
you know, doing things that, you know, for people, you know, that they're actually really inspired by and things that move them and that they're like truly interested in. And it's like, not just the, you know, in the guts of it, but also just the, you know, big picture and like, you know, just things that, you know, it's just a really, really amazing shift for people and, uh, you know, all across the world. Right. So it's like, you really do democratize the whole thing this way, you know, and, uh, which is just, you know, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So, um, well, you know, like I'm buying a farm right now and it's like, I tell you, I got, you know, four emails from my lawyer and like, you know, I got document, I got about 70 something pages and documents I got to read through. And then I got to read through them again after the lawyer redlines them. Then I'm going to read through them again after another lawyer redlines them. And it's like, you know, I'm going to go through this process just to buy a little piece of land. And it's going to take me months and it's going to cost thousands, probably 10 grand in legal fees, another few grand in, you know, notaries and, 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 and then probably tens of thousands of dollars in transfer taxes and all kinds of crazy bullshit. And then I'll actually own a piece of land and then I'll go through that entire process again to build something on it and it'll take three years. And it's like, you know, I'm going through this. It's like, man, I really want this piece of land, but that, you know, it's like every time I get one of these emails, I'm like one step closer to being like, you know what, <laughs> just forget about it. Just keep the fucking land. Like I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to go buy some digital land. Like get out of here. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I don't know. But, but, but if you're doing it for, for, for the main purpose of you doing that, it's really the utility of that land rather yes, than the investment. purely. It's but, not an investment. If, right? if I was doing it for the investment, I would have walked away. I would yeah, have yeah, exactly. walked away. I mean, which is in essence the decision that you and I have made at this mm-hmm. point of our lives is like basically yeah. we have walked away from investing into mm-hmm. things that aren't digital because, you know. It's like, I, I got no problem buying my house. I use it. I love my house. Uh, yeah. I, you know, may, may probably buy that farm because, you know, it, I get utility out of it. I have no interest, like literally. And if you asked me even 18 months ago, and you know, Yanni, I threw a million different things at you. Like, oh man, we should buy this. We, I have zero interest. I have zero interest to like go out and buy real estate. I have zero interest to go out and buy basically anything i still have some gold yeah. and even the gold i'm like do I yeah know? yeah we talked about it last time <laughs> yeah it's like you know i just like like i think yeah. the old way of thinking is that the fact that you can touch it the fact that you can visit it or whatever else that's a feature but now as people get used to digital assets they realize it's actually a bug in the system flaw. you don't flaw. want like the moment that you have to touch it, it means that you have to maintain it the moment that you have that you can visit it means that you know you can have some squatters come in. It means somebody can dump like some toxic waste in there. Like, like, like <laughs> you just open yourself to like a myriad of kind of like contingencies that can work out not in your favor. Yes. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. 
call or email today to put a domain to work for you. So, you know, talking about digital assets and things, um, you know, so let's segue a little bit. We've got, uh, you know, on the NFT side, right? Recently, Mark Cuban launched lazy.com uh, for displaying your NFTs. Did you guys, anyone create? Yeah, I think that was just a lazy brand decision. You know, he, he's <laughs> on that domain name lazy.com for like, you know, I think since 2013 or 14 when I looked and it was like, oh, come on, Mark. You know, that was just lazy. Yeah. lazy <laughs> well, and right as the owners of wall.com i would say that that is a clearly clearly probably the best domain name to use for that purpose you know so whether it's him digital whether- r should be on a digital wall yeah. wall.com what about um what about this other one autograph uh which is the tom brady thing so and i think what's the domain they're using for it autograph.io are you guys familiar Dot with io so Dot io and, uh, you know, I just think, how can an A player get out on the field with B-grade equipment? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. You're the best in the world at what you do. You're going to go out on the field with training wheels? Come on. So, get the training wheels off. Get the dot com. Yeah. All right. So not supportive of autograph.io as a domain name for the uh, – but pretty cool that they were willing to go with the I.O. You know, I mean, I think I.O. domains have proven, you know, to have a pretty good foothold on the tech side and, you know, especially with some of this crypto stuff that's going on and everything. And we've, we've obviously – I mean, with our metaverse.io sale, um, you know, setting those records and establishing kind of like, you know, sort of the alpha there, um, still pretty interesting, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, it's super interesting. I mean, I think Bill Belichick would slap him upside the head and say, stay in your lane, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when in Rome. So and then another thing we were kind of talking about before we jumped on the uh, the call today. So BitClout, what do you guys know about BitClout? Anybody, anybody, you, did you accept your name on BitClout yet? Is that like, uh, is it all based Look, on to me? I mean, I, I for me, I look at that. And it's like pure Ponzi scheme. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I, I I don't get it. I really don't. So you basically so for me, I actually like it. Why? Because I like the new monetization strategy. Because right now, let's say you're somebody who has some following. Let's say it's on Instagram, on Twitter, or whatever else. The real issue, I mean, on Twitter, not so much because they don't have like pure monetization. Let's call it something like YouTube. You know, effectively, what this means is that there is some sort of level of censorship there because if the advertisers see some sort of material they don't like, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're getting that feedback through Google that, you know, Mm -hmm. you need to lay, lay kind of like off this topic or, you know, don't say these set of words together. So as a result, it's actually, you're almost like, you know, controlled by the puppet master of advertising. So whoever the companies are that are advertisers of YouTube. Now with this BitCloud situation, it's maybe one of the first solutions I've ever seen of being able to monetize it in a completely different way. It also, perhaps helps with things like, or it could help, you know, if it becomes successful, with things like spam, because there's going to be a cost associated with commenting, a cost associated with direct messaging, and so on. Like, I mean, I like the whole concept, whether or not it will succeed, you know, obviously it's just a crapshoot. I mean, you know, but I guess let's say in that situation, okay, by the way, this, you know, 
some disclaimer, I put some money into it. And the, the real, I guess, the only thing that matters is whether the chance of it succeeding is... Wait, you put some money into the company? No, into the Bitcloud coin, I guess. The token or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then okay. you use the coins to buy interest in like particular people, right? Like influencers, yes. or, you know. And like, so, so that allows you, like you can't follow somebody phone. without putting, in, like investing into them or what? It depends on how that person with the profile decides to use his profile. So effectively, you almost have like this interface where you decide that, you know, like, for example, like usually those people, let's say on something like Instagram, you know, they say, oh, DM me for this or that. You know, when that happens, they're just spammed to the max. There's, you know, 10,000 yeah. DMs. And it's yeah. really, you know, like you're counting on Instagram's algorithm to be able to put the things to the top that matter. But really, they don't do a good job. And what ends up happening, the people that go to the top are really the people who are also verified. And that's it. So yeah. really, they don't even interact with their audience unless their audience is small. So in this situation, you can do it in a different way. You can let's say um, the number of coins or let's say tokens that represent uh, an influencer you have, maybe that's how the influencer can sort their DMs. You know, maybe it's gonna, there's gonna be a transactional cost to send you a DM. All of this is actually already built into the product. By the way, I can't hear you. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. I think. Can you hear? Can you hear me now? Well, I, I couldn't hear it, uh, Drew. Oh. All right. I just switched my my AirPods. Yeah, you're good. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I see the thing too with this BitCloud coin is that it goes like every for every million coins that are purchased or something, the price then doubles. Is that what it is to also try to build in this like idea of like? Yeah, there's a supply curve there that is programmed in. And the way, the way it also works is that, let's say, um, I don't know to what extent it's customizable, but the, um, the token, like the influencers of who they have their tokens, they effectively can, I mean, first of all, obviously they can invest in their own token, but effectively they get a transactional fee of every token of theirs that's being sold. So in a way it has like kind of like this NFT angle from that perspective. Yep. But you know, so there's lots of interesting concepts in there. What's interesting is that even one of them can work and maybe change the whole ecosystem. Yeah, that's what I think is crazy, right? Because, you know, you get a Kim Kardashian and Elon Musk, you get anyone to actually kind of sort of like, you know, buy in and then it can create, you know, I don't know what their the numbers look like for them, but my guess would be you get a couple of people that start to participate and then you get all sorts of people that just start jumping in. And like you said, the creators, it seems like have an opportunity where if, you know, you could make it that, hey, if you own two of my coins, let's say I'm, you know, uh, then, you know, there are certain either, you know, benefits to being almost like like a patron or whatever, like a yeah. member of yeah, the yes, club. Exactly. So, it's so like, it, it merges all these different things, all these different concepts together. Yeah. And, and it's it, a like, way it also allows the content creators to kind of optimize their revenue flow better because obviously they want to provide more features to the people who are willing to pay more. Yeah. So, and, and there's and the, how much you own of a coin is both an indicator of how much you're willing to pay. At the same time, it's also an indicator, I guess, of how much of a fan you are of that person. So how, if you're a creator, how do you, how do you monetize this? You know, do you have your own coins as well? Like, in yeah, 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 exactly. 
So, so your coins go up, you can like, you know, and I guess the idea being is the more popular you are, the more in demand, the more that your coins cost, the more your coins cost, obviously those who got in earlier. That's one of the things I think from an NFT standpoint where there's a real opportunity. I use this example a lot. Like, you know, I remember back in the day, it was like, you know, it was like a cool thing to try to discover artists before they became super popular. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the idea that if you own an album that's NFT or let's say it's creator coins or whatever the mechanism is where you buy low early and then you have an opportunity to sell high later once that artist becomes more and more popular i think is a really cool way to do fan engagement for artists and things yes. like that right yes you know there's no doubt so then you're kind of like hey oh well, i got you know i've been following so and so since back in the day and now they're this yeah. movie star with platinum albums so now like the coins that i bought or the nfts that i bought are worth like 30x 100x 1000x what i paid it's like not only did that artist get successful and rich through their journey but as like one of the early adopter fans now i did as well which i think it's like creates a really crazy kind of like thing and momentum and oh drew you're drew we can't hear you man drew i can't hear you bro but i'm sure what you're saying is real <laughs> you just said some profound shit son um but yeah so i dig that and i dig and then yeah it's like I, and just kind of what i'm seeing here too it's like yeah so if you own three coins and you know cardi b she says hey anybody who owns three coins or more you get all my releases early you get a special signed copy of yeah. the album you get what about now you can, yeah now we can hear you now, yeah, you now, now message me all that shit or like Justin Bieber, who's Drew's favorite artist. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that creates a real opportunity for him. You know what I'm saying? To get down Biebs. You know what I'm saying? Like message him. Yeah, okay. So but tell me something. Where does the actual money come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, great. So, you know, I'm an early follower of Jayon. And I'm like, all right, yeah. you know, Jayon, he's going to be something someday. So I buy some I buy some Jayon coin and like become something right so the value of the coins that i own supposedly goes up but where does that money come from where does the value intensity come from right well i guess it's people purchasing the bit cloud for this particular instance right it's people purchasing bit cloud coins right yeah. so, so every every creator has like a finite fixed amount of coin Effectively, yeah, and that is measured in BitCloud, which is then measured in US dollars. So it's kind of like it's in a way, it's almost like different layers on top of each other. Actually, even the whole BitCloud thing, I mean, you know, they're layering it on Twitter because this is a way for you to claim it. You know, effectively, how you can claim your username if you are somebody who's uh, like 15,000 most yeah. uh, popular at Twitter. Uh, usernames effectively you have to they're going to give you this special uh, public key to to paste on your twitter and that's how you know that's how they allow you to claim it so actually it's a very interesting system it's kind of like the same way that let's say something like the iMessage system uses the legacy text message system and kind of layers on top of it so that's what's interesting like effectively you don't have to even walk away from the current system you can kind of just layer an extra system on the parallel yeah which supplements it a little bit drew by the way we're getting i think a little bit of that feedback from this is this the mic you jumped on initially when i was telling you we we're getting that like yeah um but um and by the way i'll say this because i say it every time we're on a show i've sent drew all the info of the mic and the board to get <laughs> he just, he just do it you know at least yoni found a piece of what about now in his, in his stuff to put on the wall 
Uh, that's better. Man. What about now? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Get rid of the yet. Get rid of the yeti. The yeti is not the jam. So, um, but uh, yeah. So no, yeti don't. I, <laughs> well, I so I guess my thing is this: if the founders get their founder coins in the beginning, right? So there's value there to the extent that those go up and then you could kind of like, you know, you get them at yeah. a value and then you could cash them in later. But I do think kind of to what Drew is sort of uh, sort of getting at and what he's taught, what he's asking, you know, but there really needs to be a way to incentivize the creators to want to participate. And I hear what you're saying, Yoni, which is look like it's not that much extra effort. And if that's truly the case to engage and then it's like, hey, you've got a built in system of people that mm-hmm. are going to want to be involved and just throw them a little bit of like some perks and things, then. You know, well, I mean, and also there's a monetary um, kind of, I guess, motivation to participate because by, you know, signing in as the creator, I mean, you already get 10% of all the proceeds of all the coins, mm-hmm. all, all the coins that are your coins that are being sold. Yeah. And you, you have the capacity to monetize it further if you actually use the system and engage people this way. Yeah. No. So if this thing is truly decentralized, I have two questions. One is who's getting the other 90%? And then two is it's hosted no, that, that on other one domain name. Like somebody has to be somebody's credit card is on the renewal of that. Well, like, yeah. So I mean, technically the owners are unknown. I mean, I know some people that know them, but you okay. know, effectively, sorry. No, no. He just said. No, okay. I just said okay. Oh, okay, okay. So effectively, I mean, the general idea is, is that if it blows up they will become more unknown. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what I expect to happen. Because, yeah. frankly, you know, they're just going to step away further, you know, from it, and then there's going to be some developer group that's going to take over. I mean, in a way, it's kind of already happening. It's just, you know, it's all been so fast. I mean, you know, like, I don't even know when the public release was, maybe a month ago. Like, you know, like, with, yeah. this, with these things, it's so hard to keep up. Like, even if my full-time job was looking at crypto projects. Yes. I mean, it's I would insane. be behind like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. nuts. The speed at which this market moves. It is yeah. the innovation, you know, the experimentation. It's just crazy. Like, can you imagine being like a U.S. government regulator and you're like, okay, so let's sit down and have a meeting. <laughs> You know, they're still trying to figure out like Bitcoin. It was like, you know, somebody just explained Bitcoin in the most beautiful way. Or like Bitcoin is a single cell amoeba. Like it's couldn't be more simple. It's straightforward. Like that's it. Single cell amoeba, right? It's like they can't get their arms around that. And then you've got DeFi, then you've got BitCloud, then you've got, you know, it's like good luck. I can't, you know, I would love to be a fly on the wall with a bunch of these people like, okay, so, uh, you know, what are we going to do about this? And it's like, what is this? Like, where where do we start? What's square one, right? Well, and I think the other thing too is not just the speed of how quickly these projects, but how quickly real money starts flowing into Mm -hmm. projects, right? Because all of a sudden it's like some shit that you just kind of heard of a week ago. All of a sudden they're like, yo, there was $800,000 of sales of, well, like these, okay, what about Yat, right? This, the Yat emoji domains, you know, which- That's a straight, that's just straight Ponzi scheme, straight Ponzi scheme. But from what I've seen though, there's activity there, right? Where people, they're talking like $30,000 paid for this. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie had a lot of activity in his Ponzi scheme. (laughs) Bernie Madoff, Bernie Madoff with the dough. Um, But um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, 
But I guess my so with that whole deal, I mean, those are just emoji domains as opposed to dot WS. It's on dot AT. Is that kind of yes? What? So I mean, basically, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe okay. Let, let, let me preface this when I said it was a Ponzi scheme. That is my personal opinion. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, I mean, from what I understand, literally what they're doing is selling third level domain registrations that happen to be emojis. They are, they, they do not resolve in browsers. You cannot take them and transfer them somewhere else. You can't, like, I don't even know, like somebody sent me a, a, an invitation and it was like, yo, I got finally got an invitation. I got five invites. Yo, you should sign up for this. And I was like, I had sort of heard of in a podcast, somebody mentioned that. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. So I got this invite and I was like, oh, cool. You know, so I went in, signed up. And it's like, yeah, pick out your emoji. And it was like three, you know, you got to pick three. There's like a bunch of categories. And you got to pick a random combination of three emojis. And I'm like, I don't understand. What the fuck? What, what, for what? Why am I? I'm looking at the no. site right now, which is, uh, <laughs> you know. So I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, you know, because this is my attitude. I'm trying to keep an open mind to all this stuff because, you know, look, I, I had a very, you know, I had a negative opinion about BitClout. And now Yanni's like all about him. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go rethink this. So <laughs> I'm trying to keep an open mind to all this creator. stuff, right? <laughs> So somebody sends me yat, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna go check this thing out. And it says, all right, pick three emojis. Like, all right, I'm gonna go pick three emojis. So I said, I'm gonna. I, I went with uh, the rose for Rosner. I went with the boxing glove because I'm a fighter, and then yeah. I went with the rocket ship because you know we're going to the moon. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, those are the three. Those are my three emojis. It's gonna be rose, boxing glove, rocket ship. Boom. That's me. All right. Next step. Pay $160. I was like, $160? For what am I paying $160? You're going to sell me three emojis that you didn't invent. I think it's a third-level domain name that is useless. I can't send an email. I can't put a website. I'm not even sure what I do with this thing. So I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm confused. It's very possible. But I don't think so. And the problem is, is you go to y.at where this thing lives, and there's no information. It's like, so you do like, what do you do with a W-A-Y-A-T emoji thing? It's like, I don't know. And the next guy says, yeah, I don't know either, but everybody's into it. Buy more. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, peace out. I'm going to go buy some. I'm going to go buy some dot coms. You guys stick with, you guys buy your third level emoji domains. I'll, I'm good. Well, is it third level or second level, right? I mean, I guess. Third level. No, third level. Oh, yeah. the, the Y, the Y is the second level, right? The right, SLV is, is all the, is the yeah. It's dot at. It's an Austrian country code domain name. The second level is the Y. And the third level is the random emojis. Well, and it basically is saying like, okay, so you get your one of a kind username emoji domain, and Ooh. then that's how people can connect with you, and it's how people can pay you because it's going to tie to some wallets and shit. Yo, bro, I paid eighty G's for my username. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, like it's not know. even like a cool thing. Like, like you know, okay, fine. You paid eighty grand to have like the coolest Twitter, you know, handle. Like, okay, I got you. Like, you paid eighty grand to like buy, you know, really dope Instagram handle. Like, okay, I feel you. Like, you know, people use that socially. Like, yeah, yeah. hit me on Instagram. I'm at Instagram dot, you know, dope. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like, I get that. Like. You know, I'm you want to throw 80 grand at that, okay? Yeah, you know, if you got it to burn, no, 
be, you know, do you, <laughs> but I don't even know what you do with this. I think, yeah, man, I don't know. It's some new shit, man. Boomer. Okay. Boomer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm looking at recently created yats. You know what I'm saying? It's like the uh, the up. I saw somebody paid 80 G's for one. Is that true though? People are really spending I, that kind I of. I don't money. know. I don't. And know. then, so the people getting paid the 80 G's are effectively the domain holder of y.at, right? Because that's the that's the domain that this is all based off of. So whoever I is, shouldn't have sold NFT.com. I should have just sold third level domain names. I should have yes. sold third level domain names on NFT.com. I yes. probably would have made a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm a little disappointed in that choice too, man. Because you know what I'm saying, like says the guy who was like, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> well, you know, at the time we were all pretty excited. Now it's like, and then everything went even crazier. So, but that was a pretty dope sale. So let's not, you know, let's not throw the baby out with the bathroom. No, it's all good. I, I don't, I don't, you know. So I somebody just back. created beer mug question mark wine glass. Someone else created eye and then heart and then the. The uh, the what is that? Uh, what's the purple vegetable? It looks like uh, you know what is that? Egg, like? Called an eggplant. Eggplant. Yeah, that's on some <laughs> shit. So somebody added up an eggplant. <laughs> like, and it's yeah, not like, even. I've had it. These aren't even single. I've had emojis, it. Make a man. salad. You know, go get some. So that's sushi. so that's what it is though. The folks they registered y.at and then they created this platform to do emoji domains on this shit. Right. That's basically. Yeah. Which, by the way, y.at is a great domain name. You know, single character. Oh, Country codes, Austria. Yeah, you know? yeah. a little hack you can call yat. Get your yat. Get your yat on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like online place to like buy cocaine or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, you know, this is some other shit. I'm gonna. I'm curious to dig in a little bit more and understand this a little bit more. But I, I can't. I can't figure it out. And then they got some score in there, so it's like you know, like a cool score. Or I forget what they called it, and it was like, you know. I don't know. My first one had like a cool score of like 72. Oh, and then I tried some other ones and was like, like no, no, that's not cool. That's like a 54. You know, and it was like, <laughs> you know, and it was like, yeah, but, but the higher your score, the higher your score, the more it costs. Oh, shit. I, I, man, it's really, it's a trick. It's like, whoa, you guys are really on some shit. And I just, <laughs> look, at the end of the day, I actually have crazy respect. It's like, wow, good on you that you threw up this thing and people are giving you money. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. And and there's no like terms of service like they don't have to you know like no they do they have terms I mean, of service they have, they do have a terms of service here really yeah what do you, what do you yeah like basically pay us the money we guarantee you <laughs> nothing <laughs> purchase a yacht license you know what I'm saying like you're just getting a yacht license I don't know what yeah yacht license from time to time there's things called prism cases. not quite as cool as a yacht license but there's yacht rhythm scores they're developed by yacht labs I mean rhythm scores provided by yacht labs and the services based on their proprietary scoring system so you can get a rhythm score on your yacht this is some crazy shit dude I feel like I'm literally like I'm like I feel like I'm really high right now because it's like you know, I want you're gonna get a yacht prism case and try to resell that. You know what I'm saying? People are, people are in. I want I want the highest yacht rhythm score. You know what I'm saying? So like, so so Yanni, you always have good perspectives on this stuff. So you know, maybe you know we're missing the point here, but I got to bring it back. Like, what? Why are people jumping through hoops? literally begging for an invite to go spend hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars to buy a third level emoji 
license. They're not even saying you're buying a domain. Like you can't even do anything with it, but you're getting a license to whatever the hell that is. Why are they doing that? And why isn't domain names, great, valuable domain names, getting the same degree of attention and interest from that part, you know, that pool of, of, of investors or, or enthusiasts or whatever you want to call them? I mean, I would say that, you know, there's just too much hype in all of these things to the point that it's actually hard. I mean, it's almost like the main skill right now is being able to decipher what has some real value offering. Mm -hmm. So let's say for me, I, I also don't really get it in terms of how it could be valuable for people to just spend all this cash on it. Yeah. You know, potentially, I mean, you know, let's say maybe people just don't understand domains and this is almost, you know, a byproduct of that, that they're like, oh, this is a cool version of domains. But at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of like, you know, let's say out of cryptocurrency, I'm mainly into Bitcoin because I'm into it from the perspective of the store of value. So the way I see it is that if there is, let's say, some sort of, uh, you know, altcoin that becomes very big, all it really does is bring atten more attention to Bitcoin. So I think that this action is actually helpful because this will force people to think about domains and what other options they have. And, you know, maybe, you know, effectively have a contingency of people, a bunch of random people entering the domain market. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll dig that. I think, look, just to, for the purpose of, you know, explaining to the audience, like, you know, we're not hating. I think some of our is just number one, needing to understand it a bit better, right? And, yeah. and if it is what it looks like, right, with it's these third level emoji domains, maybe tied to a wallet and some other type of thing, the ability on the founders, if you will, of the platform to be able to get people, that is the skill into itself right nowadays with so much noise and so many different options and places to go and spend money and invest in crypto and NFTs, like, you know, to create a winning successful platform is into itself a really, you know, as you know, that's, that's a success. So, you know, I think it's uh, so that I think is, I mean, you know, and emoji domains always seem to have sort of this cult following anyway. I mean, even in handshakes, you know, emoji domains are kind of popping because people are super into them and, and just in the whole hand, handshake space, which is its mm -hmm. own other thing, you know, which we don't even need to necessarily go into that too. But, <laughs> you know, like the, because uh, that's even, you know, I mean, and that's the thing. There's like, <laughs> so when you, so, you know, being, and I'm with you, I think Bitcoin's kind of like the gold standard of crypto, right? But, you know, altcoins have had success and depending on, you know, you want to buy low, sell high. What about XRP? And recently, you know, they had beef with the SEC, SEC came back and it sounds like, you know, they're going to get a favorable ruling. Do you think they get relisted at Coinbase? Like, what do you think? I mean, it's up to 300%. I don't know. I, I personally, like, I would love to be an investor in Ripple Lab, like the, like Ripple, the, the company. Like, I think that the, 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 the sort of B2B, you know, pipes, financial pipes business that they've got, money transmission, um, remittance, et cetera. I think that that's an incredible business and they're going to make a lot of money. I do not understand why the XRP token has any value whatsoever. I, I, I just don't, I don't understand. It, it has an infinite supply. It's literally no different. It, it, it's like, I don't know. It, it, I guess the only reason to own it would just be like sort of blind speculation because 
the principle of it is no different than let's say fiat currency and pick a fiat right and it's like it's centrally managed the monetary policy is centrally managed you have no say in it you're subject to, you know it's subject to change and so i don't understand why anybody would invest into xrp as an investment vehicle like yeah. i can understand like so the original pitch on xrp from what i understood um was and i did buy a bunch of xrp when it first came out um but i think like you know it was like oh okay so basically you know you're in mexico basically it was the same pitch as is as as bitcoin except that you know faster right and almost no fees so it was like you know all right you're in mexico city you know and you got you know somebody in chicago is going to send you a remittance you can literally like buy xrp token send xrp token to mexico instantaneously and for virtually nothing and then that person can cash out of xrp token into back into the fiat of their choice locally right and that's a use case that's a, a super valid you know probably multiple hundreds of billions of dollars a year business that that they would be you know trying to take a slice of um that's western union's business right the modern version of western union's business but like that doesn't necessarily indicate why the value of the individual token should be assumed to appreciate over time in fact as they continue to release more and more tokens the value should diminish just like the us dollars value diminishes when they release more and more dollars into the system so I don't know. I, I don't. But, but I think it's different I, because there is also the the action of price discovery here. I mean, you know, like in other words, it should diminish if the demand for it stays stable. But if there are more people finding out about it, you know, give, you know, just let's say so, people, so you, you, you're relying on sort of the Ponzi effect, and I'm not calling it a Ponzi scheme, yeah. but you're relying on the Ponzi effect of okay, there's going to be more people behind me that want to come into this thing. Yeah. But for what utility? Like like and when I say like there is a utility to using the token, but the moment you've done that transfer, there's no reason for either party to continue holding that token. Right? Yeah, yeah, but in a way you kind of um you almost cash in on the on the lack of supply in that moment that you, when you need to send the money. Yeah, I mean, okay. Like, like, look, it's the same way as many other commodities in a way. <laughs> you know, why would you invest in steel or lumber? I mean, you know, like, like effectively, you're trying to cash in on trends. And I think like something like, and again, this well, is you know, investment advice, personal opinion. They're very different things, by the way. So lumber, I would agree that like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna warehouse steel as an investment. There are times when that's a great idea because of supply chain constraints and the price of steel will significantly increase. But like over a very long period of time, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trees, so, on the other hand, is different because the you cannot just incrementally like let's say that tomorrow the demand for lumber increases by five x. Like the ability to backfill that supply. Is a twenty-year yes, process. Yes, it's a, it's a different it's a different dynamic from that perspective because yeah. in this situation with XRP, you're using it for a minuscule amount of time. Actually, sometimes 
you're using it for longer. It just depends on what specific payment mechanism you use. Like, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't really know the details. It's kind of like complicated, but in general, I wouldn't, let's say, personally ever hold XRP for a long time. It, but it may make sense for, you know, day traders or short-term traders to buy just for the sake of selling it. I mean, at that point, in a way, it doesn't really matter what you buy if, if there is a profit to be made afterwards. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and we've seen it go up to 300% in the last like week or two, you know, based on some of the positive news coming off of the whole SEC situation. So, you know, I think it's an interesting thing. And I've heard the same thing. I mean, about how, you know, it has the, you know, from a technology standpoint, kind of that Western Union capability, the new age Western Union, you know, I think the unlimited supply creates interesting market dynamics if you're trying to actually invest in that coin and hold on to it long term and try to you know, realize a profit that way over a long period of time. And uh, yeah, so, well, you know, interesting stuff. But with that, let's segue a little bit. Let's talk about a couple of domains and then we'll probably close it up because we, you know, we're, we're, we don't have a ton of time left. But, um, you know, we talked about 45.com recently, Drew. And I think it's probably worth since we've got the, uh, the floor here. It's a name that we're currently brokering. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, there were some questions or, you know, people were asking questions about, you know, recent issue about it possibly being a stolen domain. And, you know, that issue has been cleared up, you know, with the lawyers and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I just wanted to use this platform as an opportunity to put it out there in the world that 45.com is all good. It is a incredibly scarce. You talk about scarce digital assets and assets um and uh did you ever own a two number.com yoni um i think so i think we had a couple but i don't really remember which ones yeah but this was back yeah. in the day when yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean but you know I, yeah i don't think i think that's like the one category i've never had my hands on i've sold i've brokered a number of them i brokered 50.com 11.com uh I think there's, there's one, there's at least one more. I think there's two. I can't think of what they are. Uh, but 11.com 11 is a great one. I sold, I sold 11.com on 11, 11, 11, which oh, is. Oh, yeah, 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 Singles uh, Day. Cup. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Singles Day, exactly. Singles Day in China. Uh, but it was Singles Day in 2011. So it was really yeah, yeah, 11, yeah. 11, 11. We made That's that deal cool. on that day. That was pretty cool. For eleven million dollars, oh, yeah. eleven million. Nah, it was a, it was a, it was a hair shy of eleven million dollars, but <laughs> it, it was a good sale. Actually, I think at the time it was a, it was a record breaking sale, but <laughs> today that would be, you know, yeah, not, not that, but still dope. And uh, it's funny though, man, talking to you guys, and you know, it's like owning one of you know a hundred potential domains in a in a certain bucket, and Yoni's responses, I think so. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I just, I don't remember. Well, I went through a bunch that were number ones, you know, a bunch of three number, a bunch of four numbers back when they weren't worth much. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was like one or two, but I don't remember the details. Yeah, no, that's what's yeah. up. So anyway, so yeah, but like I said, 45.com, it's an incredible domain and it's all good and it's good to go. So, uh, you know, that is going to be, uh, you know, that's good. Yeah, just to add some color. So, um, you know, we had signed a brokerage agreement with the owner of 45.com. Uh, we started going out to market with it and we had a few uh, brokers and, and other Chinese investors that reached out saying, hey, be careful. Um, you know, rumor is that this domain was stolen. And so, um, you know, we reached out to the owner to get an explanation and he referred us to his lawyer, uh, David Weslow, 
And David was very gracious to, you know, uh, clarify what the situation was. And, you know, that if so-and-so was our client, that uh, yes, he in fact was the owner of the domain and uh, that the domain had been recovered and, and successfully reinstated to uh, his client's uh, GoDaddy account where it currently lives. So 45.com is legitimately for sale and we are brokering it. 45. So if you are interested in 45.com, this is a uh, you know great market arbitrage opportunity because Damn. there was a there there was a lot of haters in the market that may have depressed the value of the name, but this name is legit and it is for sale. So come knocking. That's it. Bam. Uh, all right, cool. So about other names, you know, some other stuff that uh, Poker.net just sold, setting the record.net, uh, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. What do you guys think? I mean, it's. Uh, mm -hmm. You good price for .net. Yeah, good price for .net. <laughs> for sure, for yeah. sure. And then, uh, and then the other name, I just got a list of some stuff, and then I got France.com, the recent thing where the, uh, you know, the government of France basically, you know, which I think is an unfortunate result. You know, it's an extremely unfortunate outcome. Yeah. And the, the, the what I hate about it is that the guy lost on like, on uh, like technicalities, basically, right? They did basically said you know like you know basically like i i don't remember what the detail was but it was it was something like they couldn't get standing or or it was yeah. like you know the court didn't feel they had standing you know to rule on it and so it just automatically defaulted back to the french court decision yeah and, yeah that's that's why it was it's kind of like it seems like a basically a freak result because yeah. everything about it doesn't really make sense and as far as i can tell effectively you know, somebody, the government of France, like they somebody managed to flex. do an RDNA yeah. to this guy, and exactly. that's just going to be the result. And they were successful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Which is crazy, but um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, and in the meantime, you know, we we're talking about conferences before, so I found this pick. Check it. This is uh from us in Vegas, not too too long ago. Which one? Eight oh two. Is that the? uh Let me see. Hold on. Check it. Add image. Um, I'm gonna throw it up as my. uh Can y'all see that? <laughs> What's up? Yeah. <laughs> so what I might do, man. You know, we're gonna maybe. Cut. I remember that night. I, I I didn't have any. I literally I, I forgot my wallet, and so. I, I forgot my wallet and I could, I like, so we all paid to get, you know, got a table to get into the club and Where I didn't have this? my wallet. It was in Vegas. It was at, um, no, no, but, uh, in Hakkasan. Okay, okay. No, wait, was it Hakkasan? Yeah, I think it was Hakkasan. Yeah, I don't, or, well, or I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we went, I think it was Hakkasan. I think we, no, I think we ate at Hakkasan beforehand with the Mar and, oh. Uh, Yoni's brother, and then we ended up rolling over to somewhere else in the MGM. Though it was over by, was it? Anthony? Yeah, I just I was, remember that I, I, I didn't have any money. I, I I I literally forgot my wallet, and but I had I had bought I had bought this gold coin, a one ounce gold coin, like like earlier in the day, and um, from from a friend, <laughs> and so I like I'm like oh my god I forgot my wallet, and so I like. I just paid with a gold coin. I like way, you know, I'm like way overpaid, but I was like, look, all I got is a gold coin. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally paid with a gold coin. And then, and then I think Lau was like, yo, I'm not, no, you're not paying with a gold coin. He's like, I'll take the gold coin and pay for you. <laughs> yeah. So then Lau you know, took the gold coin. And then later, you know, I was super messed up. And I was like, I was like, oh man, I was like, you know, that gold coin, you know, it's like, 
it's like sentimental, man. I want it back. I was like, I'll pay, I'll pay you. And then I, it was like, you know, it was like probably three in the morning. I'm like negotiating with Loud to buy the coin back. I think, I think it was like gold was like a thousand dollars an ounce, like even. And like by the end, I was like, I'll give you three thousand dollars for that coin. And Loud's like, No, I won't sell it to you. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he still has it. Yeah. Um, oh, that's some that's some shit. <laughs> I actually probably would still pay three thousand for that coin. You know, it's sentimental. That's that, was it, a, that was a fun night. It was a fun night. It was. And with that, Good story. Think, with that, let's shut it down. So uh, for the first episode of Down the Rabbit Hole with the squad, we appreciate you all. Yoni, thank you so much, man. Looking forward to a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me. Drew, as usual, you know what it is. Uh, and to the audience, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, feel free, comment, hit us up, you know, let us know what you think. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back at it here shortly with the next episode of Down the Rabbit Hole here on Domain. Yeah, give, give us give us some feedback. We want to know, like, you know, what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear us talk about? What do you want to hear us, you know, chime in on? Yeah, because that's the um, you know, what did you show. like? What, yeah, did, yeah, yeah, what yeah. did you not like? You know, help us help us shape this show. You know, we got, um, you know, we've got a we got a blank canvas here. So so help us. Uh, yeah. Help, help give us some guidance. Well, and that's the beauty of this show, right? It's that because we can go off on anything, if there's a particular topic you want us to dive in on, if there's a particular thing you want to talk about, if you want to clarify some shit, if the BitCloud folks want to get all up in the comments and be like, nah, here's why this works, or the Yat folks want to tell us why this is why their shit is the bomb. Uh, you know, yeah. we'll even have y'all. Hey, on the you, show. you want to come on the show? We'll bring you on. You can that's explain your thing, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We can get it in. And that's what's really great about this particular show and in a lot of the stuff we're doing. But, you know, like some of the stuff like Domain Sherpa Reviews follows a particular script. Uh, this does not. And, uh, you know, so with that, you know, we've got a lot of opportunity to continue to just do what we do and have a lot of fun doing it. So, again, like I said, I want to thank you all for being here. And I want to thank you, the audience, for participating and paying attention and tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next time here on Down the Rabbit Hole on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Peace out. It don't matter what you do, I will not.